Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Hi, I'm Dr. Alan Leiker, and today I have a real amazing guy by the name of James Miller. He is the executive producer and host of the nationally broadcasted and syndicated radio show, Lifeology. And I had the pleasure of being on his show not too long ago. He's a licensed psychotherapist and a piano composer <laughs> who has been in the mental health industry for over 20 years. After 14 years in private practice, and he left his successful practice in Washington, D.C., and created the James Miller Lifeology Show, where he globally helps people amplify and transform their spirit, mind, and body. Well, thank you for being on the show today, James. It well, really thank a you so much. That was quite an intro. I appreciate that. Well, <laughs> you like, know, I, I want to meet this person. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I always say when people read my intro, I said, well, the the really, I haven't passed yet. Don't say so many nice things. About <laughs> it's like an obituary. <laughs> it's like an obituary. Well, you have a unique background and approach to help people. How did you get into what you do and how did you develop this approach? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I've, I've talked about this in a couple of other shows. When I was 18 years old, I was well, actually 17 years old. I was going through a lot of teenage angst and had some depression and I was actually hospitalized for a couple of days. And when I was in there, I, I remember, and of course, I didn't know anything about mental health. But when I was in there, I was like, these people aren't doing their job. And so in that moment, I made a vow and said, if I can do anything to help anybody, I'm going to do it. So fast forward four years later, I go to university. Um, I graduated with a psychology, a psychology degree. And then from there, I ended up working as a psych tech where I would go to different hospitals and I would um, kind of just oversee the environment and making sure everything was safe. And I was assigned to this one hospital and I walked into the hospital. I was like, oh my gosh, I was actually in the same hospital, the same unit, in the same room of where I made that vow. And so it was a really powerful, uh, just a really powerful moment for me to go from a patient there to all of a sudden I'm on the other side. And it was so spiritual for me that it created this, uh, this platform for me to say, I wanna continue to help people. And so from there, I just continued to build and build and build until I was finally in private practice in DC and then closed all that and now have the new iteration of who I am and what I'm doing with uh, with Lifeology. Well, that's quite a, a quite quite a transition to go <laughs> from being a doctor, seeing patients one-on-one, uh, -on -one, and then getting into the screen presence uh, of really seeing so much more and doing so much more. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing I find as I've transitioned from being a doctor that would do one-on-one -on -one is that there's so much more people that I can influence. Yes. You know, it, it's like putting what I did on steroids and really taking it to a bigger yeah. world, you know? And and I find that that's the most amazing thing about this is how- Yeah, you know, Dr. Like, when I was when I was in private practice, just like you said, I loved it. I, I had some, I had some phenomenal patients and they were fantastic. Uh, but I found that after a while, I personally wasn't being fulfilled. A little bit more about my background was when I was younger, I was in a lot of, um, in the entertainment industry. 
I was in television, film, commercials, um, live performances. I did all of that. And so the linkage between the two was for me to be able to take my psychology and my entertainment and transition to who I am today. But what I found while I was in practice was I wasn't overall fulfilled. And so with that, I wanted to say, well, how can I help more people? How can I link together all of my gifts and how can I connect all of them? So therefore I am able to reach a broader audience. And so that's how one reason how Lifeology was created. Wow, that's great. And, and you know, if people haven't visited your platforms, they should, because I mean, you've created literally thousands of shows in, in a fairly short period of time. Yeah, five years, you know, yeah. You, you've really uh, taken what you've had and used your gifts to really help a lot of people that way. No, thank you. And, and on your show, you have a particular focus. Let's talk mm -hmm. about your focus and the uniqueness you bring to this industry. <laughs> well, one of the things I really focus on is just like you said, your spirit, mind and body. And now that's not from a religious standpoint. That's just simply a way of how you can live a fulfilled overall balanced life. And that's one thing I really think is important because if I'm too, let's say too spiritual, but I'm, so my head's in the clouds and I can't have a conversation with someone who's more of a scientist or more logically based. Well, unfortunately, that's just not balanced. Or if I'm too much at the gym, like a meathead, no offense to people who are, and I'm trying to talk to someone else who has a completely different mindset, they're not going to understand. So the way I really help people look at their life is how do you create all aspects of your life and, and successfully intertwine them together to be the most successful, healthy version of yourself? And so on my show, I have all different amazing people like yourself and Harriet Tinker, your co-author, who will also be on my show soon. I have all these different types of individuals who give us that insight of how to be able to actualize that or how to be able to accomplish that. The word lifeology is actually a literary term. The term basically means it's the study of life. But what they did was they conceptualized it in a way that we are all self-made people. So we can see the really successful people that we know of, like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, people like that. But we don't realize that we are also self-made. The choices we make today are the foundation for the choices in the next moment, in the next moment, in the next moment. So I really help people say, well, let me slow down my life and say, well, what's my motivation for doing what I'm doing? Or how can I have a healthier um, lifestyle? How can I have a healthier mindset? How can I have a healthier spirituality? And so I have wonderful guests who have all these different expertise and some people who don't have an expertise, but just have a story they want to tell that can inspire us. Because remember, some people may hear me and be like, oh, I want to do what James does. Or they can hear what I've done and be like, well, I don't want to do what James does. That's a good reminder not to do that. And so with that, we all as a community, my listeners, grow together. And there's what's called synergy. So synergy is the energy that people bring together and it creates a bigger and more and more energy and people get excited to change. And so that's been one of the beautiful things about my show. And what I've really enjoyed is getting to work with so many people, meeting new people, and not only helping them grow, but also helping myself grow as well. Well, yeah. And, and, and you know, the basis of my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, is one principle. And that it's not what happens to you. It's mm -hmm. what you do with what happens. Yes. And, yes. and I think that's really an important concept of what mm -hmm. happens in your show. And you really bring out the stories of people that really embody that philosophy, yeah. you know, because truly, you know, I, I wish we were always in the driver's seat and always in control. <laughs> but, you know, even when we're not, there still are aspects we can control mm -hmm. and still yeah. things we can do. And one of the things we can control is attitude and, yes. and 
attitude is something that we bring to the table every day. Another mm-hmm. one is, is tenaciousness or tenacity. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that is a state that I think people have to bring all the time. It's yeah. persistence. It's, it's working at things. It, yeah. It's not letting the first no become your destiny because there's always no's. There's, there's always things that are going to defeat us. Mm-hmm. There are always things. And I look at Thomas Elvis, Thomas Edison yes. when he was trying to invent the light bulb. And every time he'd fail, he'd said, oh, that didn't fail. That's just another way that won't work. It's you a reframe, yes. <laughs> so, so that's mm-hmm. how you have to frame things in life, yeah. I think. You know, and a lot you're, of it comes- You're, you're a an active guy, from- you work. You work hard yeah. on your body. But you don't stop with the first thing you do. Correct. <laughs> That's true. You know, one thing in psychology we teach that whatever you perceive to be true. In other words, whatever your perception is, whatever your belief system is, determines what you feel. What you feel then determines what your body does. So that's the same type of thing. If I perceive something, just like Thomas Edison, if I perceive something is not a failure, well, then that changes my emotion to say, oh, okay, well, I still have confidence that I can do this, which then allows my body to be able to do the next thing I need to do. It's the same thing when it comes to the tenacity or your attitude. Um, all of that has to do with how you view something. What I always tell people is, is think of a situation like a dice, like a, like a, you know, like a, a cube. And so in that cube, if you continually look at the cube the same way, well, then you're going to feel the same thing and do the same thing. So if you want a different response, imagine how you would slightly turn that cube to look at maybe a different side or maybe a different angle. And in that, you're going to see the situation. Your belief system is going to slightly change. So, hmm, what if what I'm thinking isn't 100% true? Or what if what I what I saw, maybe that wasn't really 100% true? So when you can slowly start to recognize that we don't have to be so staunch in our belief system when it comes to something, then that opens up the door for questions and for questioning what we believe. And in that, that's when we start to understand the world in a slightly different way, which slowly changes our our emotions, which then changes how we show up in the world. And I, I want to dwell on that for a second, because that, I think, is the secret to our success, uh, yours and mine. You know, we allow ourselves to get into situations when we're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We allow ourselves to get in a situation where we're not totally in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get, allow ourselves to get into those situations that really are hard because, you know, you're a control guy. I'm a control guy. <laughs> that, that's part of what guys are, I think, in, yeah. in many things. But but it's vulnerability that literally allows us to happen. You know, you have to allow, you know, if you want to win a race, you have to put all the marbles on the line. Mm-hmm. You have to risk losing that race. Sure, I do. Yeah, because if you don't but, do it, you don't try it. Yeah, exactly. But that's the secret, really, mm-hmm. of success yeah. is allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Now, mm-hmm. I want you to go back to when you started Lifeology uh-huh. for a minute and, and how scary it was then because yes. you didn't have the technical skills to pull it mm-hmm. off. You didn't know Skype like you know it today. <laughs> you didn't know all these platforms like you know it today. Yeah, you, you didn't understand, you know, the internet was still more fragile then and more primitive then. And, <laughs> and you know, it's still primitive now for many days because I know sure. when I get on it, it's, it's a dog's breakfast someday. But, <laughs> but the point is, you know, you were willing to take mm-hmm. that chance to get to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of people who um, who found out what I was doing. It's, it's, I have two versions of this. I had one person who found out what I was doing and he was a friend of a friend. 
He's like, James, why would you do something like that? You don't have anything to, but his, his exact words were, why would you do that? You don't have anything to say. Why would people listen to you? I remember I heard that and I was like, wait, what? And in that moment, I remember I had the opportunity, just like that cube that I talked about earlier, I had a moment to say, was he right or is he wrong? And I was like, no, he is not right. I have something to, I have something to offer, I have something to give. And whether anybody listens to it or not, I know within my heart that this is what I'm supposed to do. And then I had other people who were um, very, very close to me, loving, supportive people who said, James, are you sure you should do that? Because I had all these different accolades and all these different metrics of success in my practice. And so for me to do something new that was completely new, that I didn't really know what I was doing and moving to a different state, I'm down here in, in Florida, they, they were like, are, are you sure? And so what, I think the lesson for all of us is that well-meaning people or even not so well-meaning people can be dream stealers. And so being aware of the people with whom you tell, if, if you find that they're not responsive in a way that's healthy for you, then it is important to create those buffers and those barriers because you want to surround yourself with people who will understand what you're saying and who can support you. doesn't mean they even know how to do it, but if they can support you emotionally and give you that extra boost, that then creates the impetus and the synergy for you to be able to say, yes, I can do this. But well, going that, back to that. Well, a little bit on that for just a second, just a sure. tiny little second. Now, still, even though these naysayers were there, even they were saying you can't do it, and so you still had it in yourself to say, I'm going to give it a try. Maybe I'll fail. Yeah. Maybe I, I. Maybe they're right. But you still saw it yourself that I'm going to do it. Tell mm -hmm. me about that for a minute. My my mom always loves to tell the story. When I was four years old, I was at a roller skating rink. I've ne I never roller skated before in my life. So. <laughs> Uh, she put the roller skates on me. I went up and down the little aisle there where you put your shoes on. And then the next thing I know, uh, there's a race. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. So I ran out there in the race. It started. I didn't had no idea what I was doing. I went around. I won the race. And I kept going in circles around it because I didn't know how to stop. But that's just kind of my personality in the sense of, and I guess I've been blessed with that. And if I don't know how to do something, well, then I'll figure out how to do it. And so now I don't say that with any hubris or any arrogance. It's just simply I research. I'm a researcher and I will learn something and teach myself something until I'm proficient at it. And then pretty soon that proficiency becomes more closer to to an expert, if you will. So that was something where I was like, OK, I don't know if I can do this or not in the sense of. I don't know 100 percent of what lifeology looks like, but I do know that I've interviewed people for years when it comes to counseling. Literally, when I have a patient in front of me, I'm interviewing them. And so I took that together or took that and I took all my my entertainment skills and TV stuff that I'd done. And so I kind of put it together to say, I don't know how lifeology is going to look, but I know these are the platforms of how how I can merge it together. And then I said, well, I don't want to live in D.C. anymore. Why am I going to pay all these D.C. prices when I'm not really enjoying it here? So I had a friend who said, James, why don't you come down to Palm Beach? And so I was like, sure. So I came down here and absolutely loved it. It's been perfect. And I've been here ever since. And so with that, as I kind of took some time, probably about three to four months to say, what does this look like? But going back to your, your question of, am I going to fail or how, how did I do it? I, and I want people to understand that often they see us on the far side of our success. And like, oh, James is successful or Dr. Like is successful, however that may look. But they don't realize for me, there were times when I was like, oh my gosh, I'd be up in the middle of the night not being able to sleep. I'm like, I gave up all this, 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 this version of success or this or that. I don't really know anybody here. What am I going to do? And in that moment, that's when you have to really say, are you committed? Are you not committed? Yes, you can have fears, 
but you're going to figure it out. Yes, you know that things are not as smooth as, as it may have been in your past when it came to your practice and all that, but you will figure it out. And, and with that, and for me, I have a strong faith in God. And with that, every moment, every opportunity, even today, every opportunity I've had, I've not sought it. I've, I've prepared myself for it, and that door has opened. And so when, as soon as I've been prepared, that door opens for me. I walk through it, and I do more preparation, and then that door keeps opening. So I truly attribute my success to God in the sense of I believe that we do all, we do all the hard work, and when that hard work is ready to go to the next level, that opportunity arises. So call it serendipity. Call it, um, call it whatever you like. But for me, that's just kind of how it's ruled out for me. But, but you know, it, we, it also, you know, you have a certain idea on how lifeology is going to be. But, mm -hmm. you know, every show that you do is different. You know, we yeah. had we had to be on lifeology three times because each time Skype failed us till yeah. we got to the point that it did work. <laughs> you know, the point is you have to be comfortable in the fact that there are going to be problems along the way yes. and you're going to overcome those no matter yes. what. It might not be here and now. It might not mm -hmm. be just the second, but yeah. they're all overcomable with the right attitude, with the right preparation, with the right mindset. You're going to overcome about it. Now, that's not just magic thinking. It's it's not like the secret. You're going to think it and it's going to come true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it. it really comes about, I'm going to think it. I'm going to do it. I'm going mm -hmm. to modify it. I'm yes. going to modify it again. And in fact, your lifeology show is constantly being tested with new ideas, with new things, with mm -hmm. new people coming on and yes. new ways of doing things. And that's what allows growth to occur. Yes, and that's yes. what allows the beauty of things like this. It's not a finished product. It'll never be a finished product no, because, because things keep getting better and better and better. Yeah, it's funny. I listened to the first couple episodes or just, well, quite a few of my first episodes. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, could I have spoken any more? You know, it just the affectations and how I presented, I was, it was a learning process. And I know today uh, when I hear this show years later, I'll be like, okay, well, you've grown a bit. <laughs> but but there are aspects when, when I first started with, when it came to the editing of my guests or of myself, and it took me probably 12 hours, I, because I am a perfectionist, believe it or not, uh, about 12 hours to really edit out a 20, 30 minute interview. And I was like, this, there's gotta be an easier way. And so I finally figured out it's okay to have some of these, uh, these natural stuttering or natural breaths or whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be so perfect. And once I let that go, then I was like, oh my gosh, it only takes me, you know, only takes me 30 minutes now. <laughs> so even now, I mean, I, I still edit my shows you're, purposely. You're still a I, perfectionist, but you're oh, last, I am. You figured, figured out how to tweak your own little style yes. with that yes. because, it, you know, perfection is hard. It, it mm. really is hard because you can never be perfect enough. You can yes. never do everything just right. It mm. doesn't happen that way. Life yeah. isn't meant to be perfect. Yeah. But but you have to be at a certain level that you're comfortable enough to exactly. say good is good enough. Yes. That's where I'm at. And that's where I'm going to leave it today. And that's, you know, even piggybacking off of that, when I would kind of reflect on my show and the growth of the show, I do look back to say, well, James, look how far you've come because I first started on YouTube and the way it worked was I wanted to practice my speaking skills again or practice how it was, how I was on camera. And so I did, I think for six months, I did an episode every single day practicing things. And, and I really didn't, it'd be nice if people watched it, but I didn't really care if they watched it because my goal was to go towards television. So I went to, from YouTube 
to a podcast, to a, a radio show, and now actually my TV show, which we'll probably get to in a minute, uh, we'll be filming in the next couple of weeks, actually. So with that, that's my whole goal is to move there. So that was when I started, my goal was to move towards television. So five years later, I'm actualizing the television aspect of it. And so that was, it, but I knew there's a methodical step with that. So each version of how Lifeology was created, I did my best to learn every the nuances of it to be able to say, well, if I'm a perfectionist here, this is my new 100%. This is what this looks like. This is what that's, this looks like. But when I do reflect on the previous versions of it or previous episodes, whatever it may be, I do say, James, I'm really proud of you right now. You've come a really long way. And in that, that, that really excites me because if I can look back and see how far I've come, well, that just means how much further I'm gonna go. And I think that's something we all forget is sometimes we get stuck in the moment you forget, well, let's reflect on where you were. Where were you before? And when you can create that juxtaposition or that comparison, you'll see that you probably have a lot more personal growth than you realized. And if you're not happy with that personal growth, then that's uh, now an opportunity to say, well, if I want to move a little bit further than I am today, what do I need to do to inspire myself, to create that the actionable plan, to be able to get myself to where I want to be? And I think that's the key. You have to have an actionable plan. But yes. at the same time, you have to be able to modify that plan yes. as mm-hmm. as life's juxtapositions mm-hmm. and everything else comes at mm-hmm. you. And yeah. The key yeah. is adaptability. The key is everything else. And, yeah. you know, I have found 13 golden pearls with my co-author. And I think many of them are in what you're saying. You certainly, know, certainly it's are. about attitude. It's about tenacity. It's about mm-hmm. all the little steps along the way that make it there. But at the other hand, there's the vulnerability and mm-hmm. there's the love that you have for this because yes. without love there isn't the passion yes. and without the passion you couldn't do this for one minute yeah <laughs> yeah but, I, you know i'm sure with you as well like i i do four back-to-back shows and um if i don't have the passion for it after the second ep- second show i'm like oh my gosh so i really have to make sure that before i do anything that's has to do with lifeology i really do a self-inventory to say where are you today you know, if you're struggling with something, is that relevant right now? You can still deal with it later. We're not going to ignore it, but that's not relevant right now. So let's really focus on what is relevant right now. Let's compartmentalize things to focus on this is what I need to do. Let's get yourself focused. Let's get excited about what you love to do. And in that, that's where I do find the energy to be able to be productive and to be able to do multiple shows in a row. And that's what I find, too. I, I find Tuesdays are my busy work day. I do mm-hmm. several shows on a day like today. Mm-hmm. So I'll do three of my Slaffle shows and I'll do two of my other podcasts. So my yeah. day started today at 7 a.m. and is oh, going wow. now. But it's it's a great day. I mean, yeah, it's, I it. it's a day full of energy and power mm-hmm. and passion. And so yeah. I, I love days like today that I can do so much. And yeah. certainly along the way, there's been enough ups and downs and everything else. But it's the passion we bring to the show it's the passion we bring to the moment it's the passion we bring to our people out there so that they can take it away and interject it into their souls and use this to motivate themselves to that next level because that's what we want them to do have the best world that they can get to the next level there's so much down right now as you know there's so many people Mm -hmm. that are down so many people that are hurting and and what do you say to them in in this world uh what what can you say to motivate them and maybe a sentence or something sure one thing i always tell people is if you felt this if you felt a certain way before or let me back up if you feel a certain way right now their circumstances may be different but when did you feel this way before And so let's say I'm feeling lonely right now. When did I feel lonely before? 
And so when I reflect back on different times in my life of when I felt lonely, then I can say, well, what did I do that that helped me not feel lonely anymore? That's healthy. And what did I do that did not help me not feel this way anymore? So we have our own personal data of things that have worked and things that have not worked. So if you don't have anyone around you or people to encourage you, you can go back in your own life and say, when did I feel this way? Once again, the circumstances may be different, but the feeling is the same. And if the feeling's the same, you know what works for you and you know what doesn't work. And so with that, I would just encourage each person listening to this, if you're feeling a certain way, reflect on when you felt this before and what did you do that worked that was healthy for you? Yeah, exactly. I, I think those are key words. Now, this show is the Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life show. What do you, you do in your life to make it a fantastic life, James Miller? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I always tell people how you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. So for me, I start my morning with my spirituality. So with that, I have my prayer, my meditation. Um, I go for a mindful walk with my dog. I start my day every single way or every single day that way, because I know for me, not only does it create structure, but it creates inspiration for me. So for me to live a fantastic, successful life, that is how I start my day. And then if my schedule allows, then I'll go to the gym, which I work on my body. And then the rest of the day is for my mind. Um, or I'll, the spirit's always the first part, but then the mind and body may work itself differently depending on my schedule. But that's how I live a fantastic life or, or a successful life is I really prioritize what is healthy for me. If I know I have a really busy schedule, I make sure that I, I do plan in those three things for me somewhere in the day because without that, unfortunately, I will not have self-care. Self-care is incredibly important. So that is one thing I've learned is it doesn't matter how busy you are, if you don't plan for self-care every day, then you will find that you do get burnout, that you won't have that joy, that passion. So that's what I do. I, I literally plan out my day. Um, it's, it depends on what the schedule looks like, but every morning, an hour before I need to even start my day is when I start my spirituality. And that's always been a blessing for me. That's always really helped me. And the days that I haven't done that, it's not the best, most productive, efficient day. <laughs> Fantastic, James. That's, that's really kind of you to say so. Well, I'm going to offer all our gifts, our guests, a special gift right now. And that's I'd like everybody to have access to my golden pearls. And I'm going to send all our guests 52 golden pearls, one a week for the next 52 weeks. And all they have to do is text me the words golden pearls, two separate words, golden pearls, the second word with an S, to 1-819-717-2515. That's 1-819-717-2515. Because I would like you to have a special day too. And those golden pearls will help reshape your mind and help you have a better day. Now, James, how can they get in touch with you and all the wonderful things that you have to offer them? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and you can see the radio show. You can see everything there. But I'm most active on Instagram at jamesmillerlifeology. So simply you can reach out to me there. Um, or like I said, go to my website. You can hear my radio show and pretty much and everywhere in the world. <laughs> and that, and once again, is called James Miller Lifeology. Fantastic, James. Well, thank you very much for being part of our show today. It really is a pleasure to have you. When I saw you were on my schedule, things today, today, I said, oh my God, it's going to be a wonderful day. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me on. I, I do truly appreciate that. Thank you, James. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life on Amazon.com. 
And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Oh, 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 o